Welcome to the Plan Is podcast with me, Caroline Dunn. I'm a personal trainer, nutrition coach, yoga teacher, and a geek obsessed with learning how to live the biggest, fullest, most joyful life and helping you do the same. In this podcast, we'll cover fitness, nutrition, mindset yoga, and personal development because it's time to stop putting our health into boxes. It's time to care about the whole beautiful, messy you, mind, body, and spirit. The plan is to rise up, sweat, get stronger, be joyful, let it go, pause, laugh, try again, breathe, and do our best. I am so happy you're here. Good morning, afternoon, evening, wherever you are in your day. Today we are in fact talking about morning routines. Welcome to the podcast. I'm Caroline and I am a firm believer that a morning routine will improve your life. Change my mind. (laughs) Now please let me caveat that, that even if you have no time and even if you're not a morning person, I still believe that a morning routine will change your life. I have seen even the busiest person do something in their morning that helps them for the rest of the day. And sometimes I think maybe we think we don't have time, but 60 seconds. I think we probably, if we were honest with ourselves, all fine 60 seconds and just starting that day with positive action helps you own your day like start empowered intentional and connected to yourself whereas all too often we've got like a banging alarm clock that startles us out of bed out of a deep sleep we start really stressed, we have a load of notifications and emails coming in and we feel out of control and pretty stressed out rather quickly or other people's priorities become our own just as soon as we're getting out of bed and our body, our mind isn't ready for that. So even if you do not have the time, I would say Listen to these five tips and see if you can figure out one thing that's going to take you 60 seconds and that's your morning routine. That's where it starts. Some of my one-to-one clients have had amazing success with this and we've just stacked tiny little habits that take like 10, 20, 60 seconds. So maybe their morning routine is you know, five minutes and that's enough. That's enough to feel for them to feel amazing with it. So let's start to break this down. What might a morning routine look for you for us to own the day and master our morning? Okay, number one. Number one sounds simple, but I don't think it is. (laughs) Get up. Yes, you've got to get your butt out of bed. Now, the reason why this is in here as a top tip is actually, we want to think about how we make this as easy as possible and non-negotiable, whether you're a morning person or not. And I think getting up starts the night before. It's sleep hygiene. 
So having a set bedtime and a set time to get up, like the scientific research into sleep shows that this is really good for us. So even if we have a rubbish night's sleep or whatever we've got on in our day, keeping that set time to go to sleep and to wake up really helps our mind. It trains our body to sleep better. And then as part of this getting up, I want us to think about how we do. So minimizing stress as we wake up. Your brain, as I said, is not in the state to start receiving all of these external stresses straight away. So probably a good idea, first of all, is to get your phone out of your bedroom. And it took me years to do this. I was adamant I needed my phone for an alarm clock when actually I did not. Uh, There are still alarm clocks, old-fashioned or not, that do in fact wake you up. So I encourage you to find something that is effective for you and as soothing as possible. Because I know not everyone finds it easy to, you know, get yourself out of the state of slumber. Some people find that very, very hard. But there are so many different designs of alarm clocks out there that I think it's an excellent idea to have your bedroom as a screen-free, a technology-free, a media-free zone. Again, that comes back to the sleep hygiene thing. Now, personally, I am a big fan of the daylight alarm clock. I have a particular one, and I will link it in the show notes. Um, I am absolutely not sponsored or paid or benefit in any way from recommending this I literally just love this alarm clock and I went from being startled and scared and full of dread and starting off the day yeah terrified from a a loud alarm clock to being woken up by daylight and then if the daylight doesn't wake me up then I've got bird song that starts off gradual and then gets louder um to wake me up and I love that. It's been such a game changer. But you can invest in something that is going to work for you if it needs to be a bit less subtle. Um, I know a lot of people find getting your alarm clock on the other side of the room helps. Um, I even have heard of one person who has a tweet scheduled every single morning and that tweet promises to give away money if he doesn't get up to cancel that tweet going out. So maybe that's a bit like excessive for you, but it does show the example of the idea of raising necessity um, and making it necessary to get out of bed at that time. And I'd also say, if you are wanting to change your get up time, don't do it all at once. So don't try and get up at like 5am or 6am because you're like, yeah, I'm going to master my morning. I'm going to do this. This is going to feel amazing. And then you're exhausted. And so you sleep in the next day. Kind of sleep hygiene again. The 5am, the 6am, that's going to hurt if you're not used to it. So if you want to start getting up earlier or going to bed earlier, you need to train yourself by knocking kind of 5, 10, 15 minutes off those times each week and build up that way 
And I know that sleep research suggests that we even do this when we are traveling to start to adjust to jet lag in different time zones. So it's a great method that does work. And then finally, a little tip for the decisive moment. I'm going to um, quote, is it a quote? I don't know. Can a countdown be a quote? So Mel Robbins is who has come up with this, this technique. Look her up online. She is an incredible inspiration in more than just the, the morning routine. So she has something called the 54321. So you count down, 54321, get up. And the reason that it works is that it doesn't give your brain a chance to kick in and give you all of those reasons not to get up try it experiment one thing isn't necessarily going to work first time but in mastering our morning we have to figure out a way of getting up that works for us and for many of us it will probably start the night before I read an amazing thing yesterday that was something like I go to bed too late because then my free time is over and the next day has to begin. <laughs> and I felt so understood and so called out. <laughs> that was the response in this little thing that I saw. Um, so yeah, definitely thinking about mastering our morning the evening before. Okay, enough on getting up. Tip two, move. Move. Moving is fantastic in the morning. And I'm not saying go and do a workout. I'm not saying doing something high intensity. Do you know when I first took this method on, I decided showing up to the gym that I was going to do sprint intervals. Now in what realm (laughs) did I think that that was contributing to any aspect of my health, physical, mental, emotional, doing sprint intervals at 6.30 in the morning. That was a bad idea. However, moving is not a bad idea. So starting the day in your body is so much better than filling everything up, your energy, your mind, your body with the stress and negativity that comes from getting straight on your phone. So it can look really, really simple. And the main purpose is to connect to yourself. Maybe it's the only time in the day that you do get to do that. And if you want to work out and use it to gain physical health and energy, then amazing as well. Maybe it grows into that. But maybe initially, it's just a couple of stretches in bed. Maybe it's a few cat cows. Maybe it's a short walk. I don't think any movement is too small to kind of tick this box and feel connected to your body. Like 10 cat cows, moving with your breath, 10 squats. And I think we underestimate sometimes, oh, well, it's 60 seconds, that's not worth doing. But actually, if we just take the 10 squats, by the end of the year, we are simple mass, 3,650 squats better off, right? That's 365% better than if we hadn't done that. I think that's worth it. I am a massive fan of working out in the morning. 
just going to put that out there. That does not mean it's right for you. But I like carving out that time to work on my physical and emotional and mental health, to be honest, before the day starts. Because other priorities will take over if I don't do it first thing. But it doesn't have to be that. Like sometimes the the 10 squats, the little stretch, that's enough. And it can be the seed that grows into something else, but it's also enough as it is. So tip number three or method number three to master your morning is silence. And it took me a long time to prioritize silence in my life. And now I've done so, it's pretty powerful. And just see it this way for me. You're going to be around noise the rest of the day, the whole of the rest of the day, whether that's work, the radio, emails, kids. My God, kids are so noisy, aren't they? Like social media notifications. So it doesn't even need to have to be a, a physical noise, but the notifications are like noise and tabs on a browser, aren't they? like to-do list and conversations and traffic and advertising. There's just so much out there. So I think taking a few moments to connect to silence is really important. And I'm giving it that name because it allows for your interpretation of it. Silence doesn't have to be one particular practice. So it could be journaling, affirmations, I think that was last week's episode, wasn't it? You can go back, how to make affirmations work for you and listen to that. Visualizations, meditations. Um, again, there's podcast episodes specifically for that. A gratitude practice or reading. Any of those are amazing ways to practice silence. Getting outside before the world has started and taking a short walk. Like the silence in that. I take this time to connect to your goals, connect to your best future self. Sometimes it's also about separating yourself from that, like giving yourself that time to separate ourselves from the identity that we build up during the day. You know, I am a colleague, a mother, a father, a parent, a daughter, a sibling, What other roles are there? But you know, we have these identities, these roles that we have to play. And silence in our lives gives us the chance to just separate from that for a moment. Give it a go and let me know how you find it. I'd also say maybe silence, if if you're not used to practicing it, silence can be scary. We often fill silence, don't we, with radio and TV and scrolling on our phone because... We're almost a little bit scared of what will happen in the silence. But I think it's an opportunity. Or can you see it as an opportunity to connect to yourself and breathe without judgment whatever comes up in that silence? There's an opportunity to be kind to yourself in that. There's an opportunity to feel the feelings. Because... The only way to process the feelings is to feel them. So it's okay if silence is scary. Start small. Maybe your silence is doing something. 
you know, the walk, the the journaling, the reading, and let it be something that works for you. It can always evolve. Okay, number four. To master our morning, plan and prioritize. Plan and prioritize. And I think this one is here because when we take this time in our morning to plan and prioritize, we can figure out what's important to us. And if we don't have that clear in our brains, other people are going to tell us what's important to them and try and make sure that we do that. So it's just like sitting down to figure out our day. What's our timings for the day? Where do we need to be and when? Are we being realistic with those? Prioritizing and choosing just one big important thing. I think we can be ambitious and hopeful and optimistic at the start of the day and that is amazing and we shouldn't lose connection to that. But what is the effect on our confidence and our effectiveness if we write the massive to-do list and then we haven't done any of it by the end of the day? Is that helpful? Does that help us build confidence? I think choose one big thing. Other stuff to get done might be nice, but one big thing is enough. And then unpick that one big thing. Are you being realistic with the amount of time that you need to achieve that one thing? Visualize those different activities or those transitions during the day. So rather than just you're going to finish work and you're going to go home, how are you going to show up at home? How are you going to walk through the door and greet your family? Because otherwise, if we haven't, again, been intentional with that, are we taking in the energy of a bad day or a stressful conversation at work? Is that what we want to take into the home part of our life? I guess it can just help us be a bit better prepared. Okay, and finally, number five. Maybe it's the most important one. We're kind of coming full circle here. Experiment. Experiment. A morning routine is for you. Like, you don't need to take someone else's. Like, you can take the seed of their idea, but that doesn't necessarily mean that's going to be the perfect fit to you. Start somewhere and then build and adapt so it is yours. Play with the components and the order and the timings. Start out with maybe just one, one minute activity. And then maybe you build up to three activities spending one minute on each. Maybe you find that becomes two minutes on each activity. Maybe it becomes 20, 20, 20 if you've ever heard of that method. I think that comes from the 5am club by Robin Sharma. Great read, by the way, if you're looking for a bit more inspiration about how to master your morning. I think there's a peculiarity to the book, but it's inspirational, motivational for that. So 202020 just refers to uh, one hour in your morning split up into three 20 minute chunks. And those three 20 minute chunks are literally moving your body spending time in silence and then journaling gratitude planning and prioritizing I think um and if you don't have an hour I don't have an hour then maybe that's get scaled down to one 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 minute one minute one minute but when we start small remember we get to master showing up and that's the most important thing everything else happens once we've mastered showing up and then you don't need to be too rigid with it. Maybe your weekend routine looks a bit different. 
be flexible from day to day. So how do you like to start your day? I'd love for you to jump on social media and let me know. Tag me on Facebook or Instagram at the Plan Harrogate and tell me what works for you in your morning. What are you trying and after this episode as well? What are you actually going to do? I don't just want to inspire. I want to know how you are actually going to act and change something this week. How could you be more intentional with creating a positive morning for yourself? It makes me do a little happy dance to have had you join me in this episode. If you enjoyed it, then please subscribe, rate it five stars and leave a written review. I so appreciate it. And don't forget to subscribe to my mailing list also at www.theplancoaching.com so we can keep in touch. I love doing this with you and sharing the struggles, laughs and wins along the way. So I thank you for being here. And until next time, remember, life's better with a plan.